Welcome back to Intrepid Healthcare. I'm your host, Joe Lavelle. And I'm really looking forward to this conversation about a company that calls themselves the New Managers of Care. We're going to get right to it today. We're joined by Otto Campo, Chairman and Interim CEO of Access Point Health. Otto, welcome to the show. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for making the time to be with us today. Before we begin our discussion, could you take a few seconds and inform the audience about you and your background? Uh, yeah, so I've been in healthcare for over 20 plus years now. My background is specifically with Medicare Advantage on the global risk side. So I was the president CEO of an organization called MCCI Group, which was a large global risk provider across a six-state geography, whereby we assume the full risk of delivering care to seniors across six states. We sold the company to Humana at the end of 2012, and I joined Convest as an executive partner running and helping assist with the portfolio management of our healthcare investments. Convest is a $2.3 billion fund headquartered in Florida, and our latest investment is Access Point Health. Great. Thank you so much. Could you then give us a 10,000-foot overview of Access Point Health? Yeah, so Access Point Health was previously a subsidiary of McKesson Healthcare Solutions. We were successful in being the winning bidders to acquire their a complex care management solution organization, which we rebranded as Access Point Health. And basically, we have approximately 700 nurses and other clinical professionals across a 24-state geography, whereby we risk stratify chronically ill patients and develop care plans and delivery solutions in order to deploy nurses into the home and other care settings in order to stabilize the conditions of those members. We also have a nurse advice line that members could call and access and we triage service through that nurse advice line. Great. What was it about Access Point Health that made it an interesting business for Convest? So we believe as, as more of the reimbursement model is being focused on outcomes and performance, we believe that managing the chronically ill is an extreme area that needs to be focused on by most providers. Currently, you know, the compensation is on a fee-for-service basis, and as those models move towards performance-based solutions, we believe that there was a great opportunity to identify an organization that had the clinical expertise in helping not only health plans but providers, whether they be health systems or ACOs, as they move into this new ecosystem of performance-based outcomes that we find an organization that was well-suited to provide those services. What will this change in ownership do for current and future Access Point customers? We're extremely excited about the new capabilities that we're going to be able to bring to Access Point and its customers. I think that McKesson has focused on the IT solutions for health systems and other providers, which is one of many services that need to be provided for them, but we want to be basically the premier complex care solutions delivery provider for our customers. And I think we are going to invest significantly in our internal information data analytics capabilities 
which will provide us even more focus and direction as we deploy these interventions and encounters. I'm going to go off script for a second here because I actually am helping my mother to manage her health. She's 79, has multiple chronic conditions, and we've had to put together or piece together our own set of services, uh, kind of complementary or probably some of what the services that you provide. So I think there's not only a need to provide this type of service from the health plan side, but also to the consumer side, because some of the needs that my sister and I are having to put together, for example, my mother's getting to the point where she's no longer able to drive. So we've had to find somebody that can drive her to her appointments. She doesn't remember things very well, so we've had to find a nurse that can go with her to her appointments and take notes of what happens and give them that data back to us because even with the advent of EMR and data sharing, we just weren't getting the right information to help her manage her health. So I'm very excited to talk to you today from the health plan side out and see what your thoughts might be from the consumer side in. And is that the direction you see your growth headed? Yeah, I mean, for a long time being a healthcare operator and executive, I've, I've realized that accessing care, whether it be clinical in nature or social in nature, as you've described, you know, just recently to me, is is a huge challenge for anyone, not only the elderly. So you often go to a, you're hospitalized, you're discharged, and there are a set of different services that need to be provided, getting you to the actual physical therapy, getting the equipment into your home if, in fact, you need a wheelchair or or you need a cane or you need other assistance, the capabilities of actually not only coordinating the follow-up visits to your specialist and other physicians, but also getting you to and from those locations you alluded to transportation, all of the coordination of all of those services, extremely important to the ultimate outcome of, of, of those conditions. Where do you see this care management industry going in the short term and maybe even in the longer term? Well, I think that in the short term, there is a need to provide these services. However, what I've noticed from my personal experience is that a lot of the providers are not really performing to the level that is expected or what they've been contracted to do. And I think a lot of what's happened is is that the interventions have been either telephonic or too sporadic in nature. And as a result, changing the patient's behavior patterns has been difficult. I think over the long term, the winners in this sector will be those individuals who earnestly look at the totality of the coordination of the services, as I just briefly outlined earlier, and really dedicating to a holistic approach at delivering those services. Not only while you were discharged from the hospital, are you taking your medication? The yes and no answer is important, but it's equally important to probably deploy a social worker into the home and really ensure that that medication was actually filled, that it's being taken, whether there's the appropriate food for diet in the refrigerator, whether there are any additional risks of falls, 
in the home where a patient could be more seriously hurt. So it's a combination of going deeper than we've been trained to do in the past and really get yourself inside a patient's environment to really determine what's really happening. Outstanding. What do you think are the biggest challenges or pain points that your customers, which I understand to be primarily payers, are facing today? Well, I think everybody realizes that what I just said, which is a more face-to-face intervention model, which really has a bigger impact on changing behaviors, is the right way to go. Unfortunately, that model is expensive and difficult to coordinate. And I think that the payers are, are actually challenged with how can I... I really afford this and, you know, is it really going to save me the money that that I'm anticipating? And it's a little bit difficult from a sales perspective to get them comfortable with that because in essence what you're what you're selling is is I'm going to help you prevent an event or a re event from happening. And at the end of the day nobody has any real assurance that that event would have happened or will happen. So therein lies, I think, the big challenge from our perspective and theirs. Exactly. So tell our audience, how does Access Point help address some of these pain points? We have begun to work on a very detailed execution plan. And I think the two things that we need to convince our customers of is, one, they need to trust us that when we say we're going to do something, we're actually going to deliver and two, that we're experts in what we're saying. So I think being able to sit down and clearly outline what our executions, interventions from a medical clinical perspective are going to be and why we believe those are the appropriate ones and if we, in fact, are successful in those interventions and these are the outcomes that we can expect, I think that's what we're spending a lot of time focusing on right now. With that... Intrepid Healthcare will return with our guest, Otto Campo, after this quick break. We'll be right back. CTG Health Solutions is proud to have been your trusted advisor for healthcare IT consulting services for over 25 years. In that time, CTG Health Solutions has provided healthcare strategic, technical, and operational consulting support to more than 600 healthcare provider and payer organizations. CTG Health Solutions satisfied clients are supported by some of the most talented healthcare consultants who have chosen CTG Health Solutions as their work home in large part due to the company's outstanding culture. As they say, the proof is in the pudding. CTG Health Solutions was named a Modern Healthcare Best Places to Work company again last year. Find out more about CTG Health Solutions and their world-class culture by liking them on Facebook or stopping by their website at www.ctghs.com. And we're back with Otto Campo, Chairman and Interim CEO of Access Point Health. Doing some research for our interview, I came across a word in some of your materials, predictive analytics, which we talk a lot about on our show. Is that a tool or a, a technology or a, a process that is really you're really counting on to help, as you say, identify the risks such that you can 
make the risk not happen. Is predictive analytics important to you guys? Absolutely. I think it's in its, I don't want to say infancy stages, but it's in the early innings of the game. Yes. I think more and more people are are developing better and sharper tools, as are we. I think that without question, you know, the holy grail is going to be how do we determine behavior patterns or predictive conditions that will alert us to a potential catastrophic event. Um, and then it's up to us to intervene aggressively to avoid it. But, uh, yeah, we are spending a lot of time and resources in, in developing those types of capabilities. Another buzzword we've talked about almost on every interview on our show the last six months is patient engagement. i got to imagine that that's one of the hardest things or hardest nuts to crack with you having the customer be the plan as opposed to the patient, really getting patients that, for whatever reason, aren't engaging in their health care to the extent that they could to keep these undesirable events from happening. How do you work on the patient engagement problem? You're absolutely right. It is the probably the biggest challenge we face, even harder than predictive modeling, I would say, because it's, it's one, it's getting that patient to trust you enough to engage, not only initially, but I think the harder part of it is the subsequent engagements and the engagements on a continuous basis. And there are a lot of different organizations that are studying different engagement tactics in order to determine which are best practices in terms of getting the preferred outcome on that behavior. But it's an area that we, as others, uh, obviously struggle with daily in, under, in order to understand how we can improve that penetration rate. Outstanding. I guess I want to lob you a softball and just say, what are your differentiators? What make you better, faster, cheaper than your competition? Well, I think the fact that we've got a footprint across 24 states, which spans across 90 health plans, which gives us the opportunity to really have visibility into multiple patient populations in different geographies across different payers. So our breadth and expertise is wide and with a lot of, a lot of breadth uh, to it. Outstanding. Are you in specific regions of the country, in the northeast and southeast, or what comprises the 24 states generally? So we've got customers in Massachusetts, Connecticut, in Oregon, in Southern California, in Texas, and everywhere in between, Tennessee, et cetera. So we're not regionalized in any specific region. We've got a pretty wide footprint throughout the entire country. That's great. I'm sure it was a lot of work to get the transaction from McKesson in the first half of the year. What exciting things are on the horizon for you for the remainder of this year? So we're working on several different alliances and partnerships along on some of the areas that you mentioned along patient engagement, data analytics, and others in order to continue to provide a broader base of expertise to our organization, which in the long run, I think, only improves our capabilities to be successful. So we're working on a number of strategic alliances that I think will be well-received by our existing customers and new customers down the road. 
This may be a trick question or one that's hard to answer, but I know a lot of people change health plans on a regular basis every one to two to three to four years even. So if someone were enrolled in your program with one payer, how easy is it to get that person's data and that's the management of that person's chronic condition rolled in to another plan that you might be managing as well? It's challenging, but increasingly better because CMS, as you know, and now I'm speaking specifically on the senior side, gathers all of the encounter data yes. and will provide it to, you know, the next payer. On the commercial side, it's more challenging because oftentimes competitors don't want to share that information and transition is difficult. Right. So is there some near future resolution that comes from the consumer side? Because as a consumer... It's something that you would expect that, you know, your data is easily transferable. Is, is there going to have to be some consumer push to make that easier for a company like you, understanding the politics between plans? Yeah, I think that for some time now, organizations have been trying to consolidate patient files and charts and records into some type of digital format that the patient now all of a sudden owns and has access to be able to distribute to other healthcare providers in the event of some of these changes. I think so I think you will see a lot more development of those transient or transitionary types of models that will allow for this sharing of data to be a lot easier in in the future. Is the transition effectively complete from McKesson? Are you still building a management team? What other kinds of structural things are yet to be done with Access Point? Yeah, so it was a fully owned subsidiary inside of McKesson. So we're in the process of transitioning the organization out. We have already bought it, but currently McKesson is providing us back office services like accounting, human resources, legal, and others. And we are in the process of building those internal departments as we speak. I think first and foremost, we've spent a significant amount of time building out our IT capability. So we, you know, think of all servers, telephone lines, et cetera. We've got to transition all of those, you know, back office services that sometimes you you have a tendency to either overlook or minimize. Yes. And we have to build them and then transition off of the McKesson assets and onto our own. And we're well into that process. And I can report that it's going extremely well. It's ahead of schedule. Outstanding. Congratulations and good luck as you continue on that path. Before we let you go, Otto, where can people go to learn more about Access Point Health? So you can go to our website, which is www.accesspointhealth.com, where you can follow us on Twitter through our daily feeds. Great. That was Otto Campo, Chairman and Interim CEO of Access Point Health. Otto, it's so great to have you. Thanks for stopping by and sharing the great information on Access Point Health. Thank you so much for having me, and have a great afternoon. All right. That wraps this broadcast. On behalf of our guest, Otto Campo, I'm Joe Lavelle, and we'll see you soon on Intrepid Healthcare. What you